Welcome back for episode three of Eye of the Storm, a Guelph Storm podcast with myself, Ryan Drury, voice of the Guelph Storm on Rogers TV. We've got another great special guest. I'm very pleased to be joined by the general manager of your Guelph Storm, Mr. George Burnett. George, how are you? How's summer been? How's training camp been? Uh, summer's gone by quickly. Uh, camp's been great. Um, working through a few minor injuries here right now, as expected at this time of the year, and I think the guys and the staff are, are anxious to uh, uh, to get going. You know, George, before we look forward at what should be a very exciting season for the Guelph Storm, I think you've got a great roster put together here. It should be an exciting year. Let's look back at last year where obviously the team struggled a bit out of the gate, had a tough stretch coming into that Christmas break. Uh, some marquee trades went down and leading into and after the trade deadline, your team went on an absolute tear. They had an excellent finish and managed to secure the sixth overall seed in the conference, uh, boistered by a, a lot of unbelievable play from some guys that you acquired and some guys that really found their stride on the roster in the latter part of the season. How do you look back on last year and the tough start coming through Christmas, the trades you made, and then the team's incredible finish to the year? Well, uh, as you say, a tough start. Um, that's that's being kind. It was a lot worse than a tough start. We uh, we struggled in a lot of areas, uh, and uh, um, I think we made some strides. When things settled down, it's not easy. Uh, um, you know, so so much happened early in the year, and and again, it's not easy to to have all those um, uh, you know adjustments and changes uh, that were uh, required. Uh, but we did and uh, moved on. I give uh, uh, Chad and his staff uh, full marks for. Uh, uh, eventually getting our group settled down and, and playing more to way, the way we were anticipating. And, and uh, uh, we did make a few adjustments, but uh, I think in, in general, uh, the kids are, and I see that this year, the kids were, uh, I think, learned some pretty valuable lessons about the way things went last year. And we've tried to remind them that it's it's fine to be, uh, you know, with all the, the pundits and all the ratings and all those types of things that don't mean a whole lot if, if you're thinking about uh, results as opposed to the details of every day's practice and preparation off the ice and, and be ready to play, um, we're going to get ourselves into some trouble. So um, we've we've uh, uh, had a good camp, I think, uh, this year. I, I look at the group that we've uh, uh, that has returned. We're, we're down to our number fairly quickly here. We're just uh, an extra forward, an extra D at this point in time. And, and uh, with uh, 13 and 7, uh, everybody's getting a chance to play. The kids are playing a ton, playing well. Uh, the older guys uh, that you're expecting to play well have played hard, and and whether they've been involved too much in the scoring or not, they're uh, they're working and competing every every shift. And I, again, the team we played this past weekend, Mississauga, is a highly competitive club, and one of the reasons why we play them uh, because I think it it shows a lot about where our competitiveness is at. And and um, one thing I would say about our our group is that our our, our kids, the six or seven of them that are eight of them that are going through this kind of for the first time. Uh, there was there wasn't one of them that looked uh, concerned about the the small rink and the dark rink and the big bodies and the banging and the crashing and and everybody seemed to be comfortable. So uh, uh, it is exciting, and then you you see the level of skill that they bring to the table. Uh, you combine that with their desire to play and their competitiveness. I think it uh, means for some good stuff moving forward. 
you know, George, I would describe you as a hockey lifer. I mean, you played in this league, had a great playing career. You've coached at just about every level there is to coach at. You've coached in the NHL um, and you've been an executive as well. I mean, you're fourth all time in wins behind an OHL bench. You know, every little facet of what it takes to run a successful club, especially at this level last year. And, and Chad Wiseman, the head coach of your club was the first guest on this show. And he, he had some really interesting comments reflecting back on the struggles of the early part of the season last year and you know other teams that were I would argue in somewhat worse shape than you guys were at the time made coaching changes there were a couple shuffles around the league here and there you did not and there were rumors flying around for sure after a tough start that maybe you would switch away from Chad and you didn't you stuck by him and you've always struck me as a very calm and measured guy in your approach to running a club you were obviously very well rewarded for that. What it what is it that you think makes Chad such a great head coach jumping away from being an assistant the year prior? Well, I think first of all, a difficult circumstances. Uh, uh, Scott had some health issues and, and unfortunately yes. wasn't able to to stay on board. And and uh, when you're two games into the regular season, and that's probably about seven or eight weeks of of time with the kids, and through September in particular, lots of kids are away, lots of things are changing. And then to have that, uh, nobody anticipated that. And that's unfortunate. Uh, we're thankful that he's, uh, uh, everything's going in the right direction for him. And, and he's still heavily involved here. Uh, we talk every day. And I think that relationship's been uh, been strong. And one of the reasons, um, you know, for things to be better is, is that relationship with uh, Scott, between Scott and I is very strong. And uh, our communication is very strong. I think Chad um, has, has, Paid some dues. He, he uh, I enjoyed working with him when he was an assistant as well as an associate coach. Uh, I think he's always had some, you know, lots of responsibility. But you know, it's the first opportunity to start from a full summer of preparation uh, to get through an entire training camp where you're, you know, kind of. He was heavily involved before, but now it's kind of his his baby. And and uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's got me uh, as as a former coach. Uh, uh, always evaluating things as a coach. That's just natural from the, from the years doing it. But I, I think it's been a, a healthy relationship where we can uh, share some ideas. I can challenge him the odd time. He can challenge me. Uh, we can have that kind of a conversation and, uh, and, and get things uh, uh, get, you know, make, make difficult decisions. Uh, I think the more difficult our decisions are, the, the better we're going to be. And uh, he's, he's had a, a playing career. He's played in our league. He's, uh, uh, you know, I think his work ethic is is uh, very strong. I think the group that we've put together here, including Robbie Collins and, and now Dan Fitzgerald with uh, Rob Beattie returning, Corey Locke returning, uh, Ryan Lonsbury, I think it's a real nice mix of guys uh, all eager to play their part. Um, there's no big egos. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a we uh, uh, approach and, and uh, I'm here to support and, and guide and, and uh, provide some uh, uh, you know, if they, uh, you know, some days I'm picking up kids from school and some days I'm, you know, uh, uh, running errands or doing whatever, but all those things need to get done. We've got some great people in place and uh, uh, I want them to focus on getting our team prepared and making sure when the regular season starts that we're ready to go uh, because we don't want to experience um, again what, uh, what we went through early last year. And I'm not anticipating making a lot of changes. Uh, it's not something you start out the year doing and wanting to do. Uh, uh, but I, I like the group that we've assembled. I, are we real deep in our experience in a couple of positions? No, uh, but 
I think in the early going, I've always used Halloween as a kind of a time where uh, you measure your team, you measure your opponents, you measure the conference and the league. Um, you know, it's a, it's a unique year this year with Saginaw hosting the Memorial Cup. <clears throat> and, you know, they're going to be all in. So, uh, um, you know, that does that, does, I'm not saying it does change anything, but you have to at least consider does that, you know, does that change anything? Um, we've, we've got some teams that I think are a little under the radar here right now, uh, uh, some very close to us uh, uh, geographically that uh, uh, had big graduations, but I think are going to be surprisingly strong. Uh, with some of the changes they made in the offseason, too. So uh, there's some very strong clubs. Uh, I look at the group returning in Owen Sound. Um, you know, I, I, London's going to be strong. Uh, I, I think uh, Erie takes a big step forward, no question. I think Kitchener is is going to be a lot stronger than uh, uh, than people uh, think at this particular time, and that's just the, the four teams that we play the most. So uh, uh, it is, uh, it's a fun time. Um, a 20 year old can change the, the direction of a club, uh, goaltending performance, a guy falling back that wasn't expected an injury. Um, you know, we're dealing with an injury to Cam Allen right now. And that's a, that's a massive blow to our blue line. And, and the reason that we added, uh, Braden Hislop, who's been terrific for us. So, um, you have to adjust on the fly. Um, but, uh, you know, with Cam, I know any, there isn't anybody that will outwork Cam Allen. Uh, he'll probably be back before. Uh, he's supposed to be back just because of his habits and his desire to get back. I know he has to be out a certain length of time to have the shoulder heal properly, but it's going to be like trading for an all-star defenseman in, uh, uh, you know, January or February. And uh, so there is, we've, we've seen that in years previous when we had some success where we had some guys hurt long-term, but came back late in the year. And it's quite a, it's quite a, a jolt to your lineup when you can add a player like that later in the season. It really is, and we're wishing Cam the best. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed out that he's not going to be there on opening night because he's one of the most fun players to watch on the team. And of course, you can see my capital stuff adorning me behind me. I was very happy that he landed in Washington in the NHL draft, and well deserved for him. And you know, you talk about tough decisions, and that's just part of the everyday life of a, an executive in this league. George, one of them, and and you brought one of them up, uh, is overagers and who to keep who to let go it's always tough to kind of pick and choose who's going to stay around you've always placed a lot of value on having good ones around last year you had three great ones in murray mcfarland and captain cooper walker who have all moved on this year you've got a trio of pretty good ones too and you mentioned Braden hislop a guy you acquired in the off season let's start with him why was he a guy that you maybe targeted out of north bay to bring into the fold here well, I, I think if we go back to uh, being uncertain about where Cam was at, and if if Cam had a start of the season, we may not have made that trade. Uh, uh, but as we've uh, been doing some homework on Braden, and and then knowing his availability, um, you know, we're very pleased to have him here. He's a. Uh, I, I think when you talk about the overage position, I think more than anything, you got to have good people, and if they're if they're not good guys and good citizens, um, I, I think things often don't go the way you anticipate. Uh, I, I think that uh, the group we had last year, as you say, you know, they don't, didn't necessarily lead the team in scoring or, uh, but they did a lot of things well. the details were taken care of uh, and uh, they made everybody better around them. I like, I like this year's group and, and Braden's uh, he's played alongside uh, Quinn Duchesne to this point in the preseason and through training camp provided some great leadership and, and guidance to him and, and every other young player. Uh, he's not a, uh, a guy that says a whole lot, uh, but uh, uh, when he does, I, I think there's a lot of people listening, and they should be. Uh, he's had uh, 
an opportunity to play in two strong organizations in Saginaw and uh, uh, and uh, North Bay. Uh, Rob Collins has some, you know, trains them a little bit in the summertime and has them off the ice uh, and, or pardon me, on the ice doing some skill stuff. We had a little inside track there on uh, with Rob as far as uh, his character and and the type of young man he is, and it's exactly what we needed for our blue line. Let's talk about another guy that's uh, going to play his final OHL year here and uh, a guy that you acquired as well uh, in, in Chandler Romeo, who really fit in so well with the group right away and just just a steady guy out there. There's nothing noisy about his game. He's got a really high panic threshold. He never seems to be rattled out there, and he always does the little things right. Uh, he, he's fit in really well to your group as well, George. Well, he has. I think when he first came in last year from Sarnia, he was he was real hungry to play and, and a chance to home. He lives at home, chance to play in front of family and friends. Uh, you know, there's some added pressures to do that. Um, I, I believe that he's determined to, uh, you know, to uh, find his way in the game. And, and uh, he's dealt with some injuries. He dealt with the COVID year. He dealt with it. He's dealt with a couple of significant injuries during his time. I think the the best thing for him and his at this time in his young career is to have a full, healthy, consistent year. And it'll be interesting to see what type of opportunities are there for him at the end. He's a big man, uh, skates well, moves well, and when he's playing his best hockey, uh, he can be uh, make a big contribution at this level for sure. Finally, your other OA, uh, a guy that has become a fan favorite, and uh, I'm sure if you've heard the clips of us calling his goals, a uh, a favorite of us in the booth, and that's Braden Bowman. We affectionately refer to him as the bone collector. He always seems to find the dirty goals, and he scores some beautiful ones too, but I just love the kid's compete level. He only played 54 games last year. He had over 70 points, over 30 goals. I think if he can stay healthy, he can score 50. He's he's uh, he's a pro player to me, George, and I know he's been to some NHL camps last two off seasons. Uh, I pity the other NHL teams that uh, don't eventually give this kid a chance. I think he's a pro player. Tell us a little bit about Bonesy and uh, all the different dynamics that he brings to your room. Well, Bones is, uh, he's certainly one of our leaders, if not our leader. Uh, we have a number of them, but uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, a year ago when we had uh, a bunch of kids around, he was kind of like the, the papa bear of the group and and, uh, and and everybody seemed to gravitate to him. And uh, uh, But he's, uh, uh, I think he's now had his uh, third uh, opportunity at a pro camp level. Um, I think he's learned some very valuable lessons. Uh, you talked about his injury. Uh, he's had two terrific years for us, um, but hasn't played a full season. He's had a significant injury in both of those years uh, of six or seven weeks in length. Uh, and, just, and despite that, he's still put up some great numbers. Uh, I agree with you. I, I believe that he will play pro hockey. I don't think there's any question that he's going to be a real good player in the American Hockey League. And if things continue to develop, he may turn into you know one of those guys that, uh, as you say, uh, a lot of people – would have wished they uh, they had a crack at him. I give him full marks. Is that, um, and I don't think I'm speaking out of school, but I think he he went to uh, camp and and got some great feedback, and I think he's made even some some more additional very specific adjustments about his strength and fitness that I think have made uh, uh, a big contribution or a big a big change to his game, and I think that that will allow him to probably stay healthier. And, and be able to play at the level we've seen from him over an entire season, not uh, not a smaller number of games. So I think that consistency and and we all agree, we, he, he scored at every level. 
and he'll continue to score goals. There's no question about it. But I think uh, he has, does have that ability to score uh, a lot. And uh, I think uh, if his work stays high and his and his strength and fitness have improved, I think it's going to allow him to be stronger for a longer period of time and uh, uh, only hitting his stride when we get to March and April and playoff time and, and continue to put up big numbers for our club. We love watching him play. He's such a fun kid to watch. He's a classic glue guy, it looks like, on the bench. And, you know, I just love, again, the way he plays, the way he scores his goals. It's the way he collects his points, George, that's so impressive to me and why I agree. I believe he's a pro player. If Not to compare him to, but just, you know, being a Caps fan, he, he reminds me a little bit of TJ Oshie, just a grindy guy that goes out there and he plays hard and always seems to chip in with a big goal in big moments. Let's talk a bit about the import draft this year. And you selected two very interesting prospects out of Europe. And let's start with the big Swede. I'm very intrigued to watch Vilmer Ulrichsen. He is a horse. He's six, six. He's a big kid. And I think that he could really scare some teams as a net front presence on the power play and throwing his weight around. What drew you to Vilmer to select him and bring him to Guelph? Well, it's not always it, it's not common that you see uh, uh, talented Swede players willing to come. They often stay at home and play in the SHL, and and so you know through our uh, some contacts and uh, relationships that they have, uh, we learn more and more about them. Uh, it was interesting. He showed up the first day. He showed up here. The back door was open, so he walked right in uh, ahead of uh, ahead of his ride, and and. Uh, I had my back turned and, and he said hello and I turned around and and, I, and there was no space in the door. All you could see was this uh, uh, monster standing in the door and, and uh, uh, I think he's, uh, he, first of all, he's a really interesting guy. He's, uh, uh, you know, very well-mannered and, and uh, uh, you know, I think he's really excited to be here uh, first and foremost. And, and again, when you're that big, you, 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 you think you're going to, you know, maybe you've got, uh, um, you know, a guy that's going to be a, a real physical dominant player. Well, he could be, but I don't, uh, I think his demeanor is such a, a the goalie scored the other night in air uh, national hockey league type shot. Uh, I think he's still learning about what he can be as a player. And, and uh, one of the reasons why his, his camp was willing to, and, and interested to come to North America, I think to, I, I know it was a little different for him playing in the, and rink two at uh, at the Paramount Center last week. Uh, you know, it was it was dark and uh, not a whole lot bigger than my office, so it's uh, there's not a lot of room to move there. And he handled it very well, as as all of our kids did. But he, uh, as a big man, uh, uh, first time playing on the on the small ice, he, he handled it very well. Uh, didn't uh, didn't shy away from the contact and uh, made some things happen. And I thought he handled himself and played a very even a better game in, in air on uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon. So uh, I think. Just, just finding his way, you know, being in some of those rinks, going into an Owen Sound rink or into a London in front of 9,000 people, those are all experiences that everybody has to learn and, and uh, experience uh, to, uh, you know, to get better. Uh, he seems to have some versatility in his game to be able to play all three forward positions. Uh, he's willing to, we've seen him block shots and, and has a real strong stick to play defensively. Uh, and we like it from the standpoint that he's, He's willing to play defensively, and and I think there's a lot of things that can blossom from an offensive standpoint. Uh, taking pucks to the net, uh, be a net front guy at some point in time. Uh, he scored off the flank on the power play the other day, and that's not probably where you would look uh, at a guy that's six foot six and 
uh, to, to place him, but he's, he's there and he did extremely well. So, um, you know, you, you kind of probably first thought would be, okay, go have this guy stand in front of the net. And, uh, but, uh, that's, that's the easy thing to do. Let's find out if he has some other skills and, and so far he's showing signs of, uh, of, of having those skills and and he's played with a number of different players. I, I think the consistency of which he's playing, Jet Luchenko hasn't played uh, just yet because uh, we're making sure he's 100% healthy and he may sit this weekend one more time and then we know he's fully healthy because he's had a terrific summer, looks great, uh, and we just we want things to go well and have no setbacks. So, But I think uh, uh, there, that might be a combination of guys. Uh, you see those two guys together and uh, with Jet's speed and his ability to move and distribute the puck, it might be an interesting uh, combination as we go through the season. Let's talk about your other addition via the import draft and really leads to a larger conversation about your goaltending, which is such an important position. You know, George, obviously Braden Gillespie is going to be part of the team again this year after stepping in as a young kid who had a really good season in air and stepped in and Tony Saxon kind of dubbed him Friday night lights and we adopted the nickname and he really, really did well getting thrown into a lot of pressure situations. And he's going to be joined by a kid that you added out of Slovakia and Damian Slavik, who impressed a lot of scouts internationally and in tournaments back at home, some of which he was playing against men. Tell us a little bit about Damian and what you foresee these two young men doing in your blue paint this year. Well, you're you're right with Braden. He came in, in in difficult circumstances last year. Uh, we didn't have a lot of other options at that, uh, and uh, and he certainly deserved the right uh, the opportunity to come in and play a little bit. And when he got here, uh, he played pretty well and uh, made made a decision probably a little easier for us to to keep him here. I know it wasn't an easy thing to uh, to take him out of the air lineup because he was. Uh, probably there. Uh, I think he was their most valuable player, even though he wasn't there for the last part of the season. So, um, and uh, he uh, he played well there. He earned his opportunity. I think as a, as a as an undersized goaltender in today's game, um, you know, I don't I don't uh, uh, I don't think that's bothered him one day as far as his preparation goes. So he's handled himself well. He looks like he's fired up and ready to play this year. Um, I think the best scenario is to have someone that can push them and, uh, and they can push each other. Uh, so far, Damien's been terrific. He's, uh, uh, he's battling uh, a little bit of soreness here right now and may not play this weekend, but uh, in the game he played in, in Mississauga last week, uh, he handled himself. Ter- uh, they, they threw some stuff at us early in the game in the first six, seven minutes where he had to make some big saves or the game wouldn't have probably would have been over at that time. And, and uh, that's what you look for. He was good through camp. Um, uh, and uh, he's a little quieter, a little quieter, a little more unassuming than uh, uh, than Vilmer, but uh, seems to fit in nicely. He and Braden Hislop live together, and uh, it's been a great, uh, a great combination. Braden's provided a little leadership and support, and he seems to have handled it quite well. Um, big, athletic. Uh, uh, everybody wants a big goaltender these days. I know in our in our homework that we did leading up to the uh, the import draft, uh, um, there was a, a couple of NHL teams that had him. On their uh, on their watch list, so to speak, they'd spent some time with him, evaluating him for the NHL draft. He wasn't selected, but uh, I would I would suggest on what's been seen so far that he'll continue to be a a draft prospect, even though he's been a year through the draft. And uh, and and Braden uh, uh, will just continue to do what he does, and that's want to be in there every night and uh, uh, be a lot of fun to watch and compete his tail off. 
It's going to be great to watch those two battle it out for starts. I think you've got two guys with very high ceilings in terms of their talent level. One guy who we know whose ceiling is very high, and I don't like to put pressure on guys, but I, I just think this highly of him. I really think that he could lead the league in scoring. Matt Potra, second-round pick of the Boston Bruins, who was excellent last year. He had 95 points. He had a boatload of assists. He came too shy of breaking the O-Dogs franchise record. I'm sure he's probably got his sights quietly set on maybe taking another run at that, George. But him and Max Nemesnikov, uh, alongside Braden Bowman, they formed one of the most potent top lines in the league going down the stretch last year. Matt and and Max, we haven't talked about them yet. You know, it, it's rare that you see a trade between teams work out so well for both sides. Pasta job played very well for Sarnia, but Max came in and after not necessarily getting a lot of, you know, opportunities and top end minutes in Sarnia. I mean, he was a former third overall pick. He came in and instantly seemed to become a fan favorite. Everybody, I saw a lot of Nemesnikov jerseys on little kids at the Sleeman Center last year. They fell in love with this guy. What is it that makes those two guys so special in your lineup creating offense? Well, two different two different players. Uh, you know, Botsy can score. We know that, but I think his ability to distribute the puck is special. And and. Uh, uh, amongst the the elite in the league for sure um he also has a competitive streak in him i think you know his uh, he was an outstanding or probably still is an outstanding lacrosse player but i think that that tenacity about winning puck battles against guys that are bigger than you are and and just wanting to have the puck on a stick all the time is is uh, uh when he's uh when he's in a, in a space that he can get to he's he's one of the best and there's no question and i and i think uh, his ability to distribute, Braden Bowman's ability to finish. Uh, Max has shown a competitiveness that uh, um, you don't you don't anticipate. I mean, I don't even think about him as being a, a, a smaller player. Uh, he's you know his body. He's, he has a man's body. He's uh, uh, big, strong in the legs and the lower half to win battles uh, to get to the the tough areas on the ice. Um, he did have a great start for us last year. It was. You know, do we anticipate him scoring four eight goals? Probably not, but it, it's wonderful that he did, and that's what sometimes a new opportunity uh, provides is uh, is just that a chance to uh, you know to play with different players and to play to have a different opportunity and, and maybe a few more minutes. Who knows? Um, uh, but it's it's nice to see kids respond. And uh, um, as I said, if 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 those kids are together as a threesome this year, uh, I'm not uh, I don't want to tip our hands too much, but if they and they have played a little bit together, but uh, so far, but if they're together and they stay healthy, there's there's an opportunity and a chance for them to do some very special things together and, and be one of the you know more uh, uh, established and uh, uh, potential for uh, for offense uh, lines uh, in in our league. But um, I think they're all willing to do the work and uh, the details of uh, of, of preparation uh, uh, have been strong so far. All seem to be motivated. All going to pro camps next week. Um, and highly motivated to do so. And I think that uh, uh, they'll come back uh, hungry and uh, and uh, even more determined when uh, when that finally happens. 
Yeah, two of the most exciting and electric players in the league. And Max, boy, it was just fun watching him pop off. As soon as he threw the storm burgundy on, he just, he became a water bug out there. He is such a fun player to watch and seems like a really fun kid too. Uh, George, before I let you go, speaking of kids, a pretty exciting group of new draftees. And Quinbo Shane was our second guest on this show. Really nice kid, very reserved, uh, but certainly I wouldn't describe him as nervous. He's a very confident young man. And uh, obviously, Will McFadden, Parker Snellgrove, and Ryland Singh, guys that have all signed standard agreements, a really interesting and unique collection uh, of talent that bring a lot of different skill sets. I remember talking to you on draft night, and you were extremely excited about getting this group of young men. Tell us a little bit about each of them and what you foresee that they could bring potentially this year to the lineup. Well, I, they all bring something different. There's no question. Uh, they're a combination of size and, and uh, uh, you know, they all have skill. Uh, they all have real good skill, and they're and I believe that they're all very smart, hockey smarts, uh, and can, you know, can play with, with good players. Uh, uh, you know, you know, some were concerned that we drafted two young right shot defensemen, and uh, uh, I know that on draft day, it was a very easy choice to, to select Quinn. Um, he's an, he's, amongst the elite players in the draft available and, and clearly uh, amongst the elite defensemen drafted. Um, I think he, uh, he does have a confidence about him that uh, uh, you would expect from a, from a top draft pick and from a young man with his, uh, uh, you know, with his history, short history or what, what he's accomplished in his young career. Um, he wants to be in the key situations. He wants to be uh, uh, on the ice uh, when the game's on the line and, and, uh, uh, it's been a it's been a nice start. He's banged up a little bit here right now, so we may not see him this weekend. But uh, we want to get him healthy, and uh, I know he'll uh, he'll make a veteran contribution to our club this year, even as a as a first year player. Uh, when we talk about Ryland, and again being a right shot, it was just such an easy decision for us to make. Uh, we watched him a lot late in the season. Uh, his smarts and his uh, uh, poise with the puck at the top of the power play, and and just in making plays under pressure. And and I, I watched the way he played in these first two games, and again in small rinks against a very competitive team, and he didn't flinch once. And uh, and that's uh, that's not not easy uh, when you're talking about a young uh, young man that's uh, that's coming in, and uh, he's going to make it real tough for us not to have him here all the time, uh, let alone part time. So um, I know that uh, uh, he's he's an interesting young man, but his. Uh, uh, his desire, his preparation, uh, and very focused on uh, on uh, uh, you know being a top student, but also being a top player, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun to have them both. And I think it, it uh, sets our blue line up to be uh, uh, real strong for the next uh, few years. Uh, the other two uh, guys that were drafted uh, pick apart uh, uh, Parker, uh, a little bigger, uh, Will maybe not as big uh, uh, in stature, but uh, similar to Max and some of those. Uh, uh, big lower half, compete, get underneath guys, but a but a, a real smart, uh, intelligent, uh, uh, great stick, uh, willingness to to go against the guys that are a little bigger and stronger, or a lot bigger and stronger. Um, and all he's 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 he was exceptional at both ends of the rank. Parker's a real good two way player at all. I think his his offense is a little underappreciated. Um, when I watched that London team play last year. Um, and, and no disrespect to the two guys he played with who are elite players and going to be elite stars in our league. But he did a lot of the hef- heavy lifting uh, in my mind. And that's uh, when I watched them play, 
Um, you know, he, he might, might, might not have finished with the goal, uh, but he did a lot of work to get to uh, get to the puck to the, to those guys and to come up with pucks and keep them on the cycle. Uh, he's uh, uh, he's sneaky, smart, and skilled. Uh, uh, he's he scored a couple of goals in the in the training camp setting that um, you know goal scorers can uh, can only goal scorers can score and uh, off the wing and taking pucks wide. His uh, explosive speed is uh, is terrific, and I just think it's a nice combination. They've all fit in nicely. Uh, Leo Sir, uh, Serlin is is part of that group as well. We signed him out of training camp. He had a, a terrific year as a young player in Halliburton last year and uh, uh, came into camp and he was the only player we signed out of camp, but he was uh, uh, clearly the best young forward from training camp and, and deserved to be here. So uh, I think uh, as a group, we're uh, very pleased uh, and energized by what we see and uh, the future is bright, but uh, our time is is a little more now, and uh, I really feel comfortable that those kids can be a part of things uh, uh, in in the early going. They're not going to be waiting for two or three years down the line to to make a significant contribution here. A lot of old returning favorites, a lot of new exciting additions. I think the Guelph Storm are set up for, like I said, a very exciting year. George, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here on Eye of the Storm. Anytime, Ryan. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing George Burnett and the rest of the staff at the rink. Remember, you can find this podcast on the Eye of the Storm YouTube channel. You can find it on all your favorite podcast apps. And remember, for all your ticketing needs, go to the Guelph Storm website or visit the box office at the Sleeman Center. We'll see you next week for more Eye of the Storm.